One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Talksport Daily podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday and welcome to another Andy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast with, I should sing that, podcast, no I shouldn't, with me, your host Andy Goldstein. We start on my show, Andy Goldstein's Sports Bar, alongside Jerry Groves. Yeah, no Jason Cunley, he was watching, oh my team in Chelsea was watching them play. Anyway, we look back at his team against Brighton in the Premier League. You'll probably hear from Graham Potter and Frank Lampard in this bit, maybe some callers too. I don't know, you don't know, let's find out, so we all know. Seagulls hitting back nine minutes into the second half when Kepa Aretha Balaga once again failed to keep out a low shot from Leandro Trossard from the edge of the area. Chelsea back in front straight from the restart, courtesy of Rhys James' first ever Premier League goal. Brighton won, Chelsea three. We are playing catch-up elements, but you know we have to believe in ourselves. I thought, the, as I say, the defensive resilience of the team was very good today, and that's something we want to pr- improve on anyway from last season. I think some of the nicer stuff as we play through the lines and play up the pitch is certainly going to improve with time. We can't expect to, to, to change a little bit the system, to have players coming in new, fresh to the team, to have no training time together. That, that takes time. When the fixtures come out and you get Brighton away, that's, it's a nice first game isn't it because mm. the way that Brighton play they obviously centre half split they try and out for the back they, they're quite open it was like when we got Fulham away you think oh that's quite a nice little you, you'd expect to win it watching Chelsea the goalkeeper is obviously we know he's suspect and I think he should do better is it a fault for that goal I think he should do better for Trossard's goal but also when I'm saying that Chelsea are not great at winning the ball back or closing down when under a little bit of pressure and if you look at the goal when it goes out onto the um, right hand side there's no closing down. Alonso should go and close the ball down. Mason Mount gets back in to a decent, but he doesn't go. So there's no urgency to go that uh, extra two or three yards mm. to stop the shot. So I always said that Chelsea are too easy to get through. And I, I, Brighton were good in, you know, in the counter-attack a few times. So there's there's a problem there. The back four isn't good. Chelsea, Chelsea's back four. Chelsea's back four aren't good enough. Kevin, last word with you before we go to a break. He said, people like you, I'm quoting here, are idiots. Do you think you're alone, Kev? Do you think there are other Chelsea fans out there that also want Lampard gone or not? Uh, I'd say not very many, but that's because the man as a player was a legend. And we all accept that. And I, God, I love Frank Lampard as much as anybody does as a player. But as a manager, sometimes you've just got to face reality. And those, those defenders you saw there today have been there for a season. They have not improved as a group one bit in a full year, and Frank has had them for a year. The same players, 
They've not improved. Frank just can't... Can he not see the defensively? He's not up to it. Okay. I, I don't know what his problem is. It, it, Perry can see it. I can see it. You can see it. Everyone Kev, can see it, apart from Frank. I get it, right, what you're saying, but I think gone now is a bit hard. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Give him... You don't mean now, his, do you? You don't mean he, get rid of him does. tonight, do you, Kev? Do you know, I, I don't, actually, but I don't want to be the man ringing up in eight weeks' time when we've lost six games. But if you were in that boardroom and you, it was your casting vote, would you want yeah. him in or out tonight? <sighs> I'd keep him. Come on, said he wanted him out. wasted the last 20 minutes of my life, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> he said he wanted him out. It's, it's, it's a preemptive shot. I know in eight weeks' time, right. I'll be saying, get right. him out. Right. Right. I'll ask you again. I'll call you back. No, no, no. <laughs> Do you want Lampard in or out, Kev? Mr. Three? Yeah. You've got Pochettino. You've got Pochettino looking for a job. Do you want Lampard in or out? I'll bring in Poch's defensive coach. <laughs> You've changed massive, your mind, Kev, yeah? Fence, You've Kev, changed your is. mind. I, I love him so much, but I just know where the season's going to go. It's going to be miserable, and I'll tell you, he'll be gone by November. I'll tell you now. Now, last week, you may remember the former Crystal Palace owner, Simon Jordan, Kate Price's ex-husband, said this on the White and Jordan show about the new Newcastle signing, Ryan Fraser. Brackets audio. Oh, I think that means you'll hear the audio now. These guys will run around the pitch kissing the badge and telling everybody how they feel about the football club. Come to the point where it's exceptional circumstances. Not in the normal world, Jim. Not in the world where his contract was coming to an end. The COVID-19 world that we live in. Where were you, mate? Usain Bolt down the road can't see his backside for dust. Well, Newcastle manager Steve Bruce has told Tuxball that he might ring Simon to tell him what really went on at the end of the season. I mean, everybody will be checking on Bosman's and who's around and who's not going to sign the contract. And it was much talked about with Ryan, of course, in particular. And I hear your my mate Simon had a little pop on your radio station, didn't he, at Ryan? I think uh, I'll have to ring Simon and, and tell him what really, really went on. Because I don't think it was just Ryan's responsibility that didn't play. But there you have it. Everybody's entitled to their opinion. Ryan is... a very, very meticulous in his approach. He's a, in the way he is, he's a, as a pro. Um, and we're delighted that he's here. He's been champion at the bit to start. He's trained all week. So he'll probably get his first start tomorrow. You mentioned Simon Jordan's comments there. Do you think some of the criticism that Ryan Fraser's faced has been slightly unfair then? Well, when certainly Simon's on his, on, his, on his high horse, then we all know about it, of course. And, and as I said, I've got the highest respect for Simon and his opinions. He's arguably on the radio now the, the best one out there for his views and his, his approach to it. But he's not always right. So I'll have to have him on this one. You should hear the other side of the story and hear Ryan's side of the story. And then maybe he wouldn't be so, maybe so forthright. Well, this is what Simon said in response to Brucey about his comments on Fraser. And then I'm guessing Fraser will then tell Bruce and Bruce will come out and just go on and on and on until someone goes, stop fighting, you two. That's what usually happens in my house, anyway. Bruce is hardly going to come out and say, I've signed a rat bag, is he? He's going to come out and say, oh, I don't see that from him. He's, yeah. going to say, he's going to defend what he's got. And Steve is very good. He's a very loyal manager to his players. And, of course, if he turns around and says that, oh, actually, Simon's got a point there, then Mike Ashley is going to be looking at him and going, well, why did we sign him then? So when it comes to adversity, and I love Stevie Bruce, he's a big mate of mine, he was a manager of mine at Palace, I think he's a fantastic manager, and I'm a great supporter of his at Newcastle. I look at this guy's character and go, you're a d- Do you regret you used the word you used? Uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit yeah. unnecessary, a little bit of lacking of vocabulary. I could have said something else, right? So that's absolutely right. But it wouldn't have altered the central theme. The central theme is, you're a weasel, you didn't do what you should have done. 
right? So yeah. you should have played for the football club that's looked after you for seven years. You've run your contract down. So you are going on a free. So you've engineered a situation. And here we are in the middle of a pandemic where everyone's got to pull together. Not Ryan Fraser. Sure. He's the one that doesn't. Now, this is Drive with Adrian Durham and Darren Goff discussing the Fulham gaffer, Scott Parker, leaving out Mitrovic against Arsenal and Spurs' disappointing loss to Everton. No laughing, please. Look, there are players without precision. It's as simple as that. How many times Harry Kane trained with, with the team? Once. Just to give you an example. Uh, and I could give you I could give you more. Of course we will get better. He blamed uh, coronavirus. He blamed the need for a striker. He blamed Deli Ali. He blamed the internationals recently. He blamed tiredness with regard to Doherty. He blamed the ref for a free kick that wasn't taken in the right place. And he blamed the Amazon cameras. If I've missed anything, then please let me know. But well, he blamed Harry Kane only having one day's training with the team. Another one there, yeah. Uh, lack of training for Harry Kane. The Jose excuses. I mean, that's eight of them. Eight! And we haven't really had to look that hard. So that, that's just not... You shouldn't be making excuses like that. How about having a look in the mirror and wondering if you could do things maybe a little bit differently? Swept out to this left-hand side in a Bamiyang. Lovely chest control just inside the penalty area. And a fabulous goal by Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Imagine that meeting with the coaches. I've got this great plan for Arsenal on Saturday. They've got new, this new centre-half. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ease him in gently, give him a really easy game by leaving Mitrovic out. Stupid. Just Stupid. 3-0 down, brings him on. What does he say to Mitrovic? Go on and score four. Just go get a goal for your confidence. Seriously, mate. You, you've got no it. chance of staying in the Premier League if you leave your best players out. Lesson learned early. Time now to check in with the TalkSport breakfast team and the wonderful Laura Woods, Ali McCoyst and Darren Bent. My Friday afternoon drive time husband. Their guest was the former West Ham midfielder Trevor Sinclair and they were looking back at the Irons' defeat to Newcastle. The players need to take more responsibility, obviously. I think Moyes will get a lot of the stick and uh, it shouldn't be the case because I feel that the owners, you know, they promised the world, you know, they promised that they'd be competing for European football. They promised that they'd be competing for, um, you know, up there in the league and it's, it's not materialised. A comprehensive away victory for Newcastle United who impressed throughout new season, new hope and new optimism for West Ham United just felt like more of the same. When they moved from Upton Park, a lot of fans and a lot of people lost their livelihood. When you do that at a football club, you've got to understand there's a lot of people that are going to be disgruntled. So you should have a bit of empathy and a little bit of understanding and possibly try and help some of these companies out. I don't think David Gold and David Sullivan and, and Karen Brady have done that. There's an absolutely toxic relationship between the fans and their opinion of the owners. There's a bit of a resentment now, and because it's not going well and they've not invested... I mean, you look at Newcastle, you know, they've they bought Callum Wilson, Ryan Fraser, Jamal Lewis, Jeff Hendrick, Jacob Murphy, amongst others, and they look like they want to stay... And listen, they're not happy with their chairman, Mike Ashley, and that's how much investment Newcastle have made. So you can understand why West Ham fans are so disgruntled with these owners. And stay with West Ham straight after that on the White and Jordan show. Jim had an exclusive bit of news from the Hammers owners. It probably went like this. I've got some exclusive... No, I'll say nothing like I'm just shouting. Just as we came on here, I get a call from uh, one of the owners. Yeah. And um, 
obviously they do not like it the fact that in their eyes they're, they're being hung out to dry they're being persecuted it seems from uh, uh, by a minority of the West Ham fans there was a protest before the game against uh, Newcastle yeah. game number one and he says there was a protest uh, of course uh, at the at the stadium but as well as that Simon how telling is this I said are you going to walk away and the answer was not at the moment not at the moment everybody's got their breaking point but not at the moment now this is Hawksby and Jacobs from yesterday afternoon doing stuff they call bits that just sounds wrong doesn't it anyway here's Paul and Andy's bits I've got news of Cristiano Ronaldo. He's broken another record. Uh, have you seen this? I mean, no. Only last week we were talking about his 100th goal for Portugal and he's yeah. got a whole series of records he's broken over the years. But he has topped uh, the Footballers Engagement Ring League. What does that mean? Oh, in terms of how yeah. much money how he's much spent money on the engagement spent ring? On his, uh, as the papers called it, his fiancée's sparkler. <laughs> which I don't want to dwell on for too long. But, I'm uh, not saying anything after my last. <laughs> yeah, after the last hour, I think we'll draw a veil over that. So, yeah, um, he has spent £615,000 yeah. on a diamond ring for Georgina Rodriguez, his intended. Mm. Now, um, that knocks into a cock hat. Uh, Jordan Pickford, who spent a measly half a million pounds for his uh, Mrs. Morgan, not Mrs. Morgan, obviously. That's her <laughs> first name. Um, <laughs> Ashley Cole. Uh, let's, take, let's take you back Here for you some engagement ring gold. Yeah. Ashley Cole spent uh, 275000 for Cheryl's. Wow. Uh, and coming in, I mean, it's not been... I mean, talk about kick a team while they're down. Mm. Harry Kane's taking clog because he only came 10th, having spent eighty grand uh, on a ring for his for his missus as well. This comes It's from, a good investment if you can afford it. It's not something that's going to go down in price, is it? Okay. Beautiful diamond ring. I don't I don't think Cristiano Ronaldo has seen it as some kind of investment, though. Do you, do you think he looks upon the investment <laughs> no, opportunities? But the the, the, the fiancé might. She might. I mean, you know, if he doesn't yeah. last forever. Oh, OK. Yeah, that's a very cynical view well, of romance Andy it's hard isn't it these days <laughs> well you've kept going haven't well, you I have, but, boy. You know. but I thought there might have been a bit <laughs> of a very long suffering wife <laughs> yeah a bit of reverse psychology going on because mm. the, you know Cristiano would say you know I can go out and spend 1615 grand on your ring Georgina but it means nothing so which is why I'm using this beef hula hoop <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because that, that to me says that says love, love more. more. Now, England bowler Joffa Archer has been speaking to the press ahead of the third one-day international against Australia at Old Trafford tomorrow. He discussed the Black Lives Matter movement and the abuse he suffered on social media. After England and Australia decided they won't take a knee for this one-day international series, the West Indian legend Michael Holding was critical of their reasons, but Joffre defended the English cricket board. I'm pretty sure Michael Holding doesn't know anything that's going on behind the scenes. I don't think he's spoken to Tom Harrison, so I think that would be you know, a bit harsh for him to say that. I've spoken to Tom and we've got stuff running in the background. We've not forgotten. No one here has forgotten about the Black Lives Matters. So, you know, I think it's a bit hard for Mikey to, to not do some research. Now, on Sunday, Mason Greenwood was back in the headlines after the Sun reported him doing hippie crack just weeks before his international debut. Danny Murphy on White and Jordan thinks this is the time for those by Greenwood's side to help him through another media storm. 
I hope that people around him are looking to protect him and support him and guide him. Maybe he just hasn't had the right people around him. And of course, when you've got somebody delivering pictures of whether it's two years or two weeks ago, who was supposed to be in your close network, then that's a problem, isn't it? You don't have the right people around you. But I think now this has all been brought to the public's eye, if you like. I think Manchester United will have be more proactive in, in, in yeah. keeping an eye on him. And I think the people around him who love him and care about him, hopefully, will be trying to guide him and support him a little bit more. There is one thing about all this that you have to qualify. How do you get at 18 years of age to be pushing yourself into the Manchester United first eleven? You do that by tremendous ability, work ethic and, dedica and dedication to Absolutely. the job. Mm. Your dedication to the job gets you to that level. You don't become dedicated after. So this party That's animal, right. this 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 young lad who wants to be out partying, doesn't dancing, chime. With, doesn't it doesn't it doesn't coincide with the, the end product of what we're seeing. Over now to Danny Kelly, the son Sean Custers on the press box talking about Wolves' excellent win against Sheffield United. Sheffield United nil, Wolves 2, thoroughly deserved their victory overall. Landslide dominance of the opening half. It was a bit more nip and tuck uh, after the break as Sheffield United made a game of it. I think everybody was waiting to, to read the response of the players and that's what pleased me more. Um, the, the way they, they, they work for every ball. And uh, it's a tough, tough moment. Uh, here we always, always, it's very hard. Sheffield is a fantastic team. They nail us in the box, created a lot of problems. But we keep, we stay in the game, so happy for it. What is it, 37 games to go? Words and statements by by everybody, like they were last year, and, and, and like, like they're coming at us thick and fast. If you lose a game in the Premier League, if you win a game, you're the, you're the best thing since sliced bread. You lose a game, it's second season syndrome. So it's the coverage that the, the Premier League gets from you guys, from from everybody so you know one of the things is we just you know we, we move quickly on that's a lesson that we we, we learned last year you can't dwell it has to hurt it does hurt of course but you can't dwell on it all those teams that got beat on 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 the opening day then they're going to have an unbelievable struggle aren't they and all the teams that won won games they're gonna they're gonna get into the champions league and and, and possibly push liverpool and uh liverpool and man city close to close to winning it that's just the premier league as it is and we we've accepted it and back to drive time now with a feature they've simply called Heads Gone. Well, an angry West Ham fan, which doesn't surprise me, called up the sports bar on Saturday night after his side's 2-0 loss to Newcastle. And he was left a little bit confused by one of Adam Cattrall's questions. What have we signed? We signed no one. We haven't signed anyone that's any good. We've spent £42 million on a striker that's fit half the time mm. we spent 42 million on Andy, a are you staying up are you okay. staying up are you going to stay up yeah I'm staying up yeah no 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 no, no. I don't mean tonight <laughs> are, are your team staying up this season <laughs> <laughs> that's superb <laughs> staying up we're staying up listening to the show <laughs> that's brilliant uh, on Friday I was doing my prep for game day live noticed that Chelsea youngster Tariq Owakwi is on loan at Accrington and he scored a hat-trick and set up two other goals in a 7-0 win in midweek. This was actually against Leeds, but it was a Leeds young side in the mm. EFL Trophy, right? He's a, and he's only a Leeds, not a striker, he's a left wing-back. Okay, so he scored a hat-trick and set two goals up. So I messaged a mate of mine who's a Chelsea fan, I said I was scared of what he was going to do to Peterborough on Saturday. He scored. Again? And beat us 2-0. Yeah, he's, he's well, a talent. He looks amazing. Great signing for them as well. Alien life here. It's been found on Venus. Oh. Can you believe it? 
Scientists have discovered a rare molecule in the grass above the planet which is produced on Earth. It's found in places with not much oxygen, such as swamps, or in the bellies of animals, such as penguins. What? Scientists have been left surprised by the discovery because when it comes to finding life on nearby worlds, the planet of Venus is one of the most unlikely places... Unlikely of places, I would say, unlikely really? places to live. Really? <laughs> really? Really? Do a they penguin. This so, what's it come from? A penguin? Comes in the small belly of an animal. A penguin. Aliens. I'm not having that at all. Not having I don't that know. at all. Put a camera up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, there's a penguin. Oh, it's a penguin. Well, that's nearly it, actually. Let me just tell you about some live football that's on TalkSport tonight. Half past seven, you can hear live commentary. Carabao Cup, second round of West Ham against Charlton. And over on TalkSport 2, in the same competition, Burton take on Aston Villa. Live comments of that from quarter to eight. That really is it. I'll be back tonight for more of the same with the fun boy from 10pm. In the meantime, have a great day. Be safe, everyone. Stop shouting. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.